As God is my witness, I thought turkeys could fly. Ladies and gentlemen, what is up? Coming to you from the Cosa Nostra Studios, I'm Matty Buller, and thank you for tuning in to Almost Wise Guys. This is our special Thanksgiving Day extravaganza, and we'd love to take this opportunity to wish all of our American friends a very happy Thanksgiving. Now, this uh, episode is going to be a look at our three upcoming Week 12 Thursday games. The rest of our weekly picks, they're going to be available later, both on our Facebook fan page and in a separate podcast that'll come out on Friday. But uh, now, without further ado, with me as always, from Almost Wise Guys Central, it's Andy the Prognosticator Attridge. How's it going, buddy? Oh, I couldn't be better, man. Turkey Day is just around the corner. Got a bunch of nice divisional games on the docket for Thursday. Uh, some interesting ones on Sunday. And wow, what quite the weekend of football. Uh, before we get into the NFL, kudos to our Notre Dame Fighting Irish. 36-3 at Yankee Stadium against Syracuse. Yeah, that was fantastic. Yeah. Domers. Yeah, so we're uh, we're sitting at number three right now, baby. We got it's just 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 one more and we can do it. One more and we can do it. Hey, uh, how about my Bears? I seem to remember a certain somebody. You know, in fact, we have a huge listenership in Chicago, and I thank all my Chicagoans, Chicagoans, whatever no, that is. Not, that's not even close, Maddie. but whatever. Chicagoites. Chicagoans. <laughs> but I thank you all for tuning into our show. My fellow Bears fans and I need to stay strong, and as a result, I think Andy should apologize not for picking against Chicago, because as a gambler, he has that right. But to say that the, the Vikings' defense was better than the Bears' defense is... No. No. I, uh, I definitely called the wrong side of that game, Matty. Your Bears played uh, a particularly, particularly good game. Um, and let me qualify that. If you were to look at the box score and not have seen a thing, you'd see 25-20. to 20, You'd see that the Vikings had outpassed the Bears. You'd see that there was an equal number of turnovers. But the Bears owned that thing right after the coin flip, man. They just took full control of that game. Cleo Mack, holy cripes. Like, this guy is uh, is, he's changing your season for you. Really yeah, is. That was the, I think, as far as NFL teams go, he's got to be up there with the top three pickups in the offseason for, for free agency. Has to be. Other than Aaron Donald, I don't think there's yeah. anyone as dominating on defense as he. Like in terms of just changing the game, like changing the mood of the game. Yeah, he uh, can affect. He he can affect the spread. That's a guy. If he's in the lineup, it's different yeah. than when he's not. Well, Trubisky had a fairly pedestrian day on the stats board, which is fine, you know. But they got things done, and it certainly wasn't nearly as close as twenty-five to twenty would dictate. They they own that game, so hats off to your Bears. But twenty-five to twenty—that's just like one quarter of the Monday Nighter. <laughs> yeah, what what was up with that? Um, yeah. I'm sorry. Okay, Mister Goodell, I know you're sleeping much happily tonight. Um, if this is going to be the new NFL, I'm going to uh, subscribe to NFL Films and watch games from the 80s and 90s again. I 
it was an exciting game. Don't get me wrong. But come on, 54 to 51. Yeah, you had two defensive uh, touchdowns. But that was about the only time you did see the defense. Did we even see a punter once? No. No, well, was, I, I don't even know why teams like them or New Orleans even have a punter. It's, <laughs> well, it's, it's you know, it, it, obviously the first time that a team has ever lost a game after scoring 50 points. I mean, that speaks volumes. But, you know, both quarterbacks. Oh, by the way, Matty. Yes, sir. By the way, as, as much as I will acknowledge that your Bears uh, beat the pick that I had in the Vikings, um, you would ask me which quarterback to start between Phillip Rivers and Jared Goff, and I said the latter. Was that the right call? Yeah, Jared, yeah, you were absolutely right. To the two of the six touchdown passes, by the yeah, way. Yeah, it was fantastic. I, I appreciate the fantasy advice. It was actually not Phillip Rivers, though. It was Aaron Rodgers, and he had a pretty decent game. Oh, but, that's but Goff... Uh, Goff won me the day there. So got off, not enough. Yeah. <laughs> well, this is um, this is the league now in terms of point spreads. Ten is the new seven, and in terms of totals, sixty is the new fifty. Yeah, uh, we're, we're going to see games posted in the higher sixties and possibly seventies even before the end of the season. I think, and uh, a lot of handicappers were. A lot of sharp guys thought they were being quite clever and taking the under in this one, but uh, not even close, man. Not even close. Just do the eye test for most of these. Oh, that was. Uh, we did anyway. talk about. We did talk about as well how the move from Mexico City to L.A. that one point shift in the spread really turned out to be something very important, as it was well, two and a half points yeah, in Mexico City yeah. goes to L.A. And because it was a three-point difference, the uh, the Kansas City Chiefs covered. I would love to see what that fourth quarter would look like at that altitude, though, in terms of uh, point scoring. Um, yeah, no, it was uh, it was an interesting, and it was a very entertaining game to watch. I shall say this. Now, before we go along any further, I need to do a shout out to my man Ryan in the six one three. As his Ottawa Red Blacks will be representing the East in this Sunday's 106th plane of Canada's Great Cup. And a happy 30th to my boy Graham, who lives in Edmonton, where the Great Cup game will be played. Now, Graham celebrated his birthday this past week by flying to Seattle to see his Green Bay Packers lose by three points to the Seattle Shithawks. And unfortunately, he got to witness firsthand what a crappy coach Mike McCarthy really is. Yeah. Horrible decision-making in the fourth quarter. Aaron Rodgers of him, if you talk about chemistry, they're like, you know, remember you used to do that, like, vinegar and baking soda with a volcano? Yeah. Yep. That's what they look like now. Yeah, That's McCarthy McCarthy or Rodgers is gone at the end of the season, and I think it'll be the former Rodgers. and not the latter. Yeah, it's not going to be Rodgers. No, McCarthy is bad, though, but this yeah. guy's worse. Look at that, the turkey. Why? Don't you don't know. You call the turkey Brad hole, Johnson but you don't call it. But let me show you what the turkey hole is. All right, should we get to the news of the week? Yeah, it'll be a brief one, but let's do it. ESPN's Adam Schefter reported that the Cleveland Browns were interested in interviewing Condoleezza Rice for the job of head coach, which would make Rice the first woman to interview for an NFL head coaching vacancy. 
uh, despite some very polite denials from both the Cleveland Browns and the former Secretary of State. It makes a lot of sense if you think about it. She isn't currently employed. She has experience uh, creating strategic plans, and she's used to working with idiots. Our enemies are innovative and resourceful, and so are we. They never stop thinking about new ways to harm our country and our people, and neither do we. I'll tell you, Pat, this stuff is looking good and smelling good and tasting good. We gotta dig in and start eating now. It is good, but you gotta hurry because the bus is running. It's getting close to game time. We gotta get headed for the Silver Dome, and we just like to say happy Thanksgiving to you guys back in the studio. All right, it's time to fire it up with our Thanksgiving Day picks. Game number one on the docket at 1230 start, and that is uh, the Detroit Lions at home against the Chicago Bears. Detroit are three-point underdogs at home, and the Bears coming off... uh, a Sunday nighter, which gives them, what, 85 hours between games, bud? Well, that was unfortunate for them because originally it was supposed to be the Pittsburgh-Jacksonville game at night, but that got flexed out in favor of uh, of your Bears. So that gave them a short week to make it even shorter. So, yes, eighty about 85 hours. Now, Trubisky's never even played off a short week on a Thursday. So that doesn't really play well into his favor. Um, on the other side of the ball... Uh, Kerryon Johnson, who was taken out during the game, doesn't look like he's going to be playing this Thursday at all. That's pretty significant. It's very significant because without Golden Tate there, they were going to rely on the running game. Now it's not there. This line originally started at four, and then it just got bet down to three and a half, and and now to a um, field goal, rather, in favor of the home dog. I'm liking the Bears here, buddy. Oh, 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 what a surprise. What a surprise. <laughs> yeah, well, I just, oh, I got to feel it, buddy. I I know it's 85 hours between no, games. No. I no, understand that, but okay. I I no, think. I, yeah, I think that the the fact that he's, he's never been in that situation uh, with that limited amount of time to prepare. They're going on the road, playing a team that just won a game that they probably shouldn't have won because uh, Riverboat Ronnie decided to go for two points at the end of the game. I don't know why, but he did. Um, that probably should have gone to overtime. Who knows what would have happened? You know, Panthers have a good defense, but nevertheless, uh, Detroit came out with a W, and they're used to a short week before Thanksgiving. I know Matt Patricia's new there, but Matthew Stafford has seen this uh, a million times before. And in fact, um, in the last six Thanksgiving Day games uh, with Matthew Stafford. Uh, they are four and two straight up and five and one against the spread. And as I say, with Trubisky never having experienced this short of timeline with travel, um, I'm going to be fearing the home team dog here by three points. That's your fallacy, buddy. You're putting all this on Trubisky. It has nothing to do with Trubisky's just a mechanation of the offense. He's just some dude that gets plugged in there. Our defense and special teams is what does it for us. Detroit is prone to give the ball away with no Golden Tate and now no carry-on Johnson. 
I like three points here. I like when it was over three points. I was thinking possibly Detroit. You weren't, but three points. No, I wasn't. <laughs> but <laughs> but three points. That's beauty, man. I take that all day and night. Okay, so let me let me point this out to you, Matt. Uh, when you tune into the game at twelve thirty Eastern Standard Time, the players will not be wearing leather helmets. Uh, there will be a forward pass allowed. So despite what you just said, I think let's pretend that it's 2018 now and Matthew Stafford's passing game is going to eclipse Trubisky's passing game. And I'm liking, yeah, I'm liking the home team dog here. Three points. Oh, cripes. On, on Thanksgiving, let's go Lions, man. We're all very lucky here. And that's the real message of this holiday season. So let's all join in the Thanksgiving prayer. The prayer. <laughs> we thank Dick and God for all they have provided for the food we eat the air we breathe and for the domination enjoyed by a certain team from a certain town that hey, starts hey, with hey, a hey, 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 the game start. Oh, all right, all right, all right. We'll get back to that during a commercial. Enjoy the games, folks. Now we head down to Big D, where Dallas, seven-point favorites over the visiting professional football team from Washington. And uh, actually, on a couple sites I've seen, Andy, this this line has climbed up to seven and a half. Uh, uh, that it, that it, makes a little bit of a deal, eh? Um, you know, it makes a huge deal. It was seven and a half. I, th- I think I saw it flirting at eight uh, when the op- uh, opening lines came out. Um, obviously, this has a lot to do with Alex Smith, and I'm not sure if you saw that injury. I don't want to look at it because I suffered the same one two years ago. Um, he had a broken tibia and a broken fibula. Yeah, that just I my heart broke for the guy when I saw that. I I, I never wish injury on somebody, especially uh, something that devastating. Like that's nobody wants to see that. No, and um, so I, th- I think a lot of people have probably already heard this narrative this week, but it was 33 years to the day that Theismann had the same injury, and in fact, he was at the game. I'm not sure if you saw that. Ironically, the score in both games was 23 to 21. And both incidents happened on the 40-yard line. Now, 33 years ago, that number really does have significance, so please indulge me for a second. William Shakespeare, a man I think you've heard about before, wrote a book called Julius Caesar, and the main character was stabbed 33 times. He shouldn't have been standing there. There are 33 vertebrae in the human spine. The Vatican recognizes 33 doctors of the church. Emperor D of the Ming Dynasty ordered 33 temples to be built in 10 years. Freemasonry has 33 degrees of leadership in their lodge. Dallas, Texas, where of course the game is being played, was where President Kenny was assassinated. Not only is it on the 33rd parallel, but also the date of November the 22nd, 1122, adds up to 33. There's something going on here, Matty. So what you're saying is there could be a 33-point total in this game and we should bet our mortgage money on it? 
No, I'm saying that the uh, Paul McCoy and the Redskins could put up 33. Yeah, hey, uh, you know what? It wouldn't surprise you. Like, Cole McCoy's not that bad a quarterback. I think he'll not plug that, into that system pretty right. well. Well, I mean, uh, people, have, it's about nine years since he's been removed from NCAA, but he was 45 and eight as a Longhorn at Texas, which is the second winningest quarterback in the history of NCAA. And in fact, um, since he's been a pro, he's played three games against the Cowboys. He said two wins with an average of a 78% completion percentage. When I, I saw Colt McCoy come in after Alex Smith got injured, I was like, you know what? This team could be all right. I definitely could see him, you know, pulling out a few wins for them, especially with the way their defense plays. But, you know, speaking of like, Texas, what about Dallas? Their whole line looks good, but it certainly isn't the line from the 90s that featured a certain Nate Newton, who was conservatively, yes, conservatively listed at 330 pounds. He has eaten himself out of a job in the NFL. But, dude, Dallas did have a big win last week. But do you think they deserve to be seven, seven and a half point favorites against a division rival on Thanksgiving? Well, they've had two big wins. Um True. Yeah, they, they beat Philly on the Sunday night. And then, um, yeah, going into Atlanta in their house. They, no, they they totally deserve that. Um, I think the look-ahead line probably went closer to three or four a couple weeks ago. Um, and and I don't think they deserve a seven-point spread. Um, not, in, not in a divisional game. There's a you lot know, of value in this line, I think, for I think on the is. Washington side. Yeah, because Washington is still top of their division, um, you know, barring some tiebreakers. Philly, yes, as much as they've sucked, uh, they're still four and six and in the hunt. And, well, according to Odell Beckham Jr., uh, the Giants are going to win out for the rest of the season, so they still have a path to the playoffs. I want what Odell's smoking. I think Saquon Barkley said that too, but, yeah, I would love what Odell's smoking. I think it's, I think it's the hair dye that's seeping into his brain. That's happening. <laughs> but no, uh, bottom line is it's a very competitive division. And I got to go back. Sorry, I got to go back to this Carolina thing, man. Ro- Rocket or um, Riverboat Ronnie on that call could have cost him his team a uh, playoff berth because it in the AFC, you got a whole whack of teams riding around 500. But in the NFC, you've got the very rich and the very poor. And the very poor, as we know, are my 49ers, um, the uh, Arizona Cardinals, and you've got the very rich, which are the New Orleans Saints and the and the L.A. Rams. But The Super Bowl champs are the very poor this year. Well, they, they are, but we're putting the, the Panthers in that conversation as being one of the higher upper, upper echelon teams and to lose that game because of a poor coaching decision, it could come back to bite them in the ass. Yep. Not getting a wild card spot, especially after getting their asses handed to them by Pittsburgh. Well, that would let's you know everyone gets a throwaway game. Everyone gets a throwaway game, and they just <laughs> well, how many throwaway games do you need though? Carolina's had a couple bad losses this year. Every team gets one. Minnesota lost to the Bills, right? Um, everyone gets a throwaway game. Yeah, that's right. The Bears lost to the Packers. That's their throwaway game. Well, the Packers almost lost to the 49ers. Oh, uh, man. But everybody knows that the Packers suck.
book. But no, anything can happen. I mean, any given Sunday. But you know, funny things happen. But you let one game get behind you, and like, okay, yeah, we can make this up. Now Philly's about five games beyond that point, uh, but they're still in the running, and and Washington is still sitting atop. I. I, I got to imagine, and their offensive line is a mash unit. They got three guys out, and and I know that the Dallas defense is playing extremely well. I'm not taking anything away from them, but I just think with with, uh, with a divisional game like this, that Washington is going to keep it close. Please hang up and try again. When the Saints come marching in For the final game of your Thanksgiving holiday Thursday, we head to the Big Easy, where New Orleans is 13-point favorites against the visiting Atlanta Falcons. The Falcons are not very good this year, and New Orleans is averaging 48 points over the last, what, four or five games? Well, they've scored over 40 points in six games. Seven is the record. I don't doubt that they're going to eclipse that. I probably see that happening this week, in fact. Now, can Atlanta keep up with that? I don't know. Because uh, New Orleans defense is playing pretty well. Atlanta looked horrible against Dallas. They looked, well, In fact, they've looked horrible for the last three weeks. Deion Jones was supposed to be in the lineup uh, last week. He wasn't. But I think he'll be back for this one. I, you know what my thoughts are, Maddie, on divisional yep. games. And we my, don't like big spreads in divisional games. Well, you know, two two digit spreads in divisional games. I don't really care where the venue is. I know New Orleans is going to roll. Here's what I would do on this game. Okay, I, okay. If if you're in an office pool and you have to pick a side, I I would go with the I would take the thirteen points and go with the underdog. But the better bet would be to tease New Orleans down from the 13 um, to a seven-point spread. And you can couple that with a bunch of different things on the docket. We'll get to that a little bit later in my total properties. But I really wouldn't go near this 13-point spread. As I say, unless you're in an office pool, it forces you to pick every game. It's a, This is a tough one to pick. Um, New Orleans is rolling. I do not want to be the guy that has to face off against that team um, anyway, they're just, they're on fire. I don't, in fact, I don't remember a team on fire so much. Uh, no. I'm taking New Orleans with the points, buddy. Are you? Okay. Yeah, you bet. No, no, it's a coin flip. It's literally a coin flip. Well, well I guess even so. last week, remember I said, oh, they'll win by 20 points. They ended up winning by 31. Like, yeah, I well, mean, that was against Philly, right? Well, that was against the Super Bowl reigning Philly, Philadelphia yeah, Eagles. and. Philly sucks this year, but so does Atlanta. And I, I can see the exact same result. It does, here's the deal. I don't think Drew Brees is letting up on the gas pedal. They went for it on fourth down when they were up 30 points last game. Like what? Sean Payton is right now. Sean Payton is just t twisting the dagger however he can. And I don't think that they're going to take their foot off the gas pedal until they get to the Super Bowl. And I don't think they're going to take it off the gas pedal at the Super Bowl either. Like some teams is go really going to have to play these guys hard in order to, no to knock them off the top of the NFC. The only argument that I can make to the contrary is that Drew Brees is playing about as perfect a quarterback position as you can possibly play. His completion percentage is almost 80%. Um, he's averaging over 300 yards a game. Uh, they're averaging over 40 points a game. 
he's likely going to be the MVP of the league, and that only leaves you room for regression. And I don't know when it's going to happen, but like how many weeks consecutively can this guy play like a superstar? I love Drew Brees. I want him to see him do it. But at some point, like the guy's got to have, he might, everyone's got to have an off day, right? Yeah, you might have an off day, but I don't think it's going to be Atlanta on Thanksgiving in prime time. I think Sean Payton and Drew Brees, consummate professionals, they show up. This isn't, I don't think this is even a contest. Then over there, we have the turkey. See, now here's the turkey. We got one leg, two legs, three legs, four legs, five legs, six legs. So six of these legs or one of these legs or two of these six legs are going to be given to someone. I mean, whoever you want to give them to. What kind of a Thanksgiving dinner is this? Where's the turkey, Chuck? Where's the mashed potatoes? Where's the cranberry sauce? Where's the pumpkin pie? Now for a special Thanksgiving extravaganza, Andy's Total Prop Tease. And uh, this is where Andy gives you a a total, a prop, and a tease basically to bet on. And uh, it's a pretty successful thing. We invite you to do it along on our Facebook fan page with us. And basically a total prop tease that's a winner is one that gets two out of the three. So put on your Swami hat, buddy. Give us your Thanksgiving Day picks. All right, so for our total, uh, we're gonna. Well, first off, we're gonna do all three picks on the uh, Thursday games. So our total. Let's look at the first game on the dock at the Bears and Lions, over forty-five. Now the Lions have posted a five and one record over the last six games on Thanksgiving Day on the over. You saw what the Bears can do. I mean, they can score on defense. Uh, but trust me, Matthew Stafford is going to throw up some points. This game went way over the total last year, and I expect that to happen this year as well. So 45, it seems to be a conservative number. As I say, 60 is the new 50, and I think 45 is the uh, the new 40. Moving along to our prop, the Dallas-Washington game, if you look at scoring in both halves, um, the second half being the highest scoring one is at plus 105. And that's interesting because you would figure that it would take a little while for Colt McCoy to get set and established, um, for that running game to get going for Dallas. I think there's going to be far more points scored in the second half. So for the prop, highest scoring half will be the last one at plus 105 for Dallas and Washington. Now we go on to our teaser. It's pretty straightforward. It's actually uh, it's on both the side and the total of the same game, and that would be the last one of New Orleans. Teasing New Orleans down to plus seven, which is also almost a gimme at this point in the season, and over 54 points scored total. And I think they could probably do that by the fourth quarter by themselves. So sum it up, Bears-Lions over 55. Dallas-Washington, high-scoring half would be the second. And tease New Orleans down to plus seven and over the total of 54. Thank you to all our fans for listening to the Thanksgiving extravaganza episode of Almost Wise Guys. If you like what you heard, make sure you hit the subscribe button on iTunes or SoundCloud so you don't miss a show. You can hit us up on our Facebook fan page for additional content and picks from all Week 12 games across the NFL. Please submit your questions to almostwiseguys at gmail.com or our Facebook fan page. And uh, to our American friends, have a happy Thanksgiving. From the Cosa Nostra Studios, 
Brandon, the prognosticator, Atridge. Back at Almost Wise Guys Central, I'm Matty Buller. Get out and pick yourself a winner. If you liked our podcast, please share it with a friend. If you hated it, please share it with two enemies. Tune in later this week at the same bet time on the same bet channel. Sayonara. Give thanks and praises to the moon sky. Give thanks and praises so high. He will not deceive us, my brethren. He will only lead us and Oh, take that veil from off of your eyes Look into the future of realize No one has three sons, I'm Shem and Javier Thank you.